Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always the possibility that spoilers will occur for the anime that we are discussing tonight. So be careful in case you have yet to finish the series and don't want to be spoiled. And finally, the views and opinions expressed are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. Oh, and one more thing. If a very carefree but attractive woman in a suit tells you to leave your son to take care of the house while you go overseas, don't do it. Trust us. It's a trap. With that out of the way, let's pop our tops off, shed our skin, and dive headfirst into the warm <laughs> embrace of Monster Musume, everyday life with Monster Nerves. viewer when i die young <laughs> bury me in anime lay me down on a bed of shoujo sink me in kawaii at dawn play me off to the words of a love pawn and destroy andrew where he stands so hello one and all and welcome to dumb talk ah! <laughs> that's a thing that's gonna stay um I'm not cutting that. No! Out. <laughs> Don't you dare! This is all your fault! <laughs> Alright, welcome to Death Talk, everybody, the podcast where a group of monsters get together and discuss the latest greatest in anime English dubs. Megan, Megan, contain yourself. Let me okay, get Megan, through this, for okay? real, let her do her intro, then you can scream and cry. Alright. <laughs> My name is Stephanie, and as you can tell, I'm joined by Megan. Fuck but everything! I'm also, but I'm also joined by Amon and Andrew. Hey everybody, Hello. I'm here to have a good time, and I'm going to have... She's gonna punch you. I'm so excited. This is what I've been wanting to do for a while, so I'm excited. So there's a story. What did I ever do in a past life to wrong anybody? <laughs> what have I ever done to be mean? What did I do to deserve this? Oh my god. Oh. Anyways, today, um, we're gonna be, uh, oh boy. We're in for a while. We're now. talking about monster titties. Welcome to Monster Musume, motherfuckers. Yeah, we're going to be um, in for a wild ride because we're going to be talking about the English stuff for Monster Musume everyday life with monster girls. My mom just told me to watch my mouth and called me a motherfucker. My mother is Samuel L. Jackson now. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Alright. If you haven't heard of this series, here's a quick little summary. Three years ago, the world learned that harpies, centaurs, catgirls, and all manners of fabulous creatures are not merely fiction, they are flesh and blood. And you not can to fuck them. scale, feather, horn, and fang. Thanks to the cultural exchange between species act, these once mythical creatures have assimilated into society, or at least they're trying. When a hapless human teenager named Kurisu Kinihito is inducted as a quote-unquote volunteer into the government exchange program, his world is turned upside down. A snake-like Lamia 
named Mia comes to live with him and it's Kirisu's job to take care of her and make sure she integrates into his everyday life. And then some, because he magically gets a bunch more creatures. Literally because the government doesn't give a fuck. Because harem. Literally because Miss Smith can't do her fucking job right. Miss Smith is trying to do every horny Japanese male a favor and show them that, yes, you too can fuck the anaconda. You too can make Mr. Ed talk. (laughs) (laughs) That you too... Can wow. make Donald Duck go. Ah! Oh my! Okay. <laughs> if I'm gonna suffer, all of you are going so, to suffer. So, so, so Except to Amon. She's gonna, she's gonna be a pain in the ass the stage today. Let's here for she? a second. Um, I am somebody who was familiar with the show. This was something I watched, not thinking I was actually going to like it two years ago, and being pleasantly surprised and entertained, and eventually hoping it would get a dub. It. I moderately tolerate the show, and I've seen the show in its entirety before going into the dub, so I, I'm i okay with Adamon, it. And what's your stance? Uh... Uh, I, I am technically a fan of the manga, although I will note I am not enough of a fan to spend money on it. I get it through the library. But I have okay, noticed good. something. <laughs> I've noticed something. I think what? part of the reason I enjoy the manga is that when I get to the gratuitous etchy bits, I can just read a little faster and get through them. I can't do that with the show. <laughs> Show operates at a set you pace. Know, that's fair. It's not a comic. So, so, just to clarify, all three of us are familiar and fans of the material in some way or another. Megan here. Why the fuck am I here? Here because because someone was a little bitch about wanting to having to watch Love Live. I actually forgot about this until a couple of minutes ago. I remember I did a bet where I thought the bet was for Seven Mortal Sins, and then you do Monster. Oh Monster no. Party. I didn't remember this game. No, I would imagine Seven Mortal Sins was Jamal if anyone tried to make a bet. No, 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 no. Here's how this went. So, back about a year ago when Love Live Sunshine was revealed to be getting a simuldub, two out of the four members, three out of the four members of Team Grim Live, The Last Witch, Can You Save Us, decided, (laughs) hey, let's watch Love Live. It'll be fun. We can vary up the genders to show that not just guy, horny dudes who want to fuck little idol girls want to watch. But that girls enjoyed it too. So Jet and Roots were like, okay. And then someone's like, I don't want to watch Love Live. And I'm like, dude, if you watch Love Live, I'll watch Monster Musume. But then we all forgot because we all have collective amnesia and we're a bunch of done. Oh, wait, we're wait not a teenagers. Second. Well, we're a bunch of wait, dumb adults. You're the one that volunteered for this. I volunteered because then you would you would have watched Love Live. Yes, but you're blaming me. She sacrificed but her. You're the one. No, she sacrificed, I sacrificed my sanity to make you watch a good anime. This, okay, you know what? In my defense, in my defense, I genuinely did have fun with this, and I have some fun with Love Live too. But you know what? That was a deal from two years Megan ago. Megan wants to kill you. This though. is why. This is why. <laughs> This is this kids is why you have everything written down this so is why that we can't have someone, nice so that we don't have another incident like this. But I've been told by fans you all like when I hate things. So <laughs> you are a very so energetic we're good. Oh boy. So let's so, get started. I, not, we, I just want to set the context here for everybody, and I feel that's good. I'm hot in here. I have no fan. It's dark. Okay. Uh, so, turning my fan back on. As always, 
what we're going to do is we're going to be going through the main cast of the series, discussing the casting and performances, and giving our opinions on the dub as a whole. Uh, are we ready to start our own cultural exchange program? I am ready. I want to culturally exchange my fist with Andrew's face. <laughs> so I'll take that as a yes. Um, You're the so, one that volunteered in this program, miss. I volunteered for this. I'm an idiot. So, why don't we start off with the ADR director, the assistant director, as well as the script writers over here. Uh, and when it comes to Sentai shows, there's usually only, usually mainly one of two choices. Sentai is the BBC here. of dubs. We have three actors, two directors, and a prop. Oh. <laughs> it's a Dalek. That's right. That's, that's bad. It's, I, we love, I love you, though, them, Sentai. but it's true. We love you, Sentai. They've been getting bigger and bigger, bigger lately, so that's good. They've been expanding. They have been expanding. But, um, yeah, director-wise, we have Mr. Kyle Kobe Jones coming in here who has directed series such as Air, Gatchaman Crowds, and Full Metal Panic. <laughs> the assistant director is Shannon Reed, who has also been the assistant director for Amaki Brilliant Park, as well as Aharo X Machine Gun, but you probably heard us talk about him recently as the director for School Yay. And Oh, a good Sentai show. Yeah, a good Sentai show. And as for scriptwriters, we have two. Kyle Kobe Jones is one of them, and he has done scripts for Chihada Fuyu, Sunday Without God, and Akame Got Kill. And Miss Caitlin Barr is the other director, uh, excuse me, writer, who has written scripts for Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, Cross Ange, and Akame Got Kill. Dear so, Lord, do they like giving that poor girl garbage? Unfortunately, when I look through her credits, a lot of the stuff she tends to get is trash. Or stuff that we're going to cover at a later date. But she yes. does good work. Yeah, she does. She does get some. She does get some decent stuff every now and again. Um, one involving volleyballs, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. Heavy but... metal broke my heart. <laughs> Jesus. But this isn't a this isn't so... a night for balls. This is a night for other things. This is a night for balls, and somebody's I'm surprised didn't get crushed by a giant snake tail, a horse, a horse hoof. Or tied up and made blue by Real his talk, darling Coon is like the strongest motherfucker in the universe by the end of oh the show. <laughs> he is. He's like, he I'm pretty sure die. that darling Coon's dick is made of adamantium. Like, like by <laughs> or vibranium. By the end of this, I imagine his real life muscles would probably be even more swole than that of the interview with Monster Girl's <laughs> teacher. But that's another show for another wow. time. Wow. Uh, Stop talking right. about good Monster Girl Anyways, shows. Um, <laughs> anyway, who wants to start us off with? Their I'll go first so that we can put the salt in, and then you can palate cleanse with all the chil- the good children. Um. Oh boy, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> all right. Spoiler alert! I hate this show. I don't Surprise. know what gave anybody an indication that I have a general displeasure for a show where a where one of the lines is literally just think of her as a child and in the next episode she's basically tentacle raping people um that being said I guess it's solid if you're looking for if you're into this and you honestly can't find a better monster girl show or you honestly just want to fucking whack off to the show you're gonna have a good time um especially if you're a dub fan um I do find some of the performances to be flat, 
I, I don't find some aspects of a harem comedy show to be sincere when they need to be. Um, I, again, I don't know if that's just my own dislike of the show, but I'm not going to say that, like, Sentai's a bunch of lazy motherfuckers who don't care about the products and... Because they're not. They they put a lot of effort into this show. The writing... I mean, the direction's solid. I, I do feel like maybe that certain background characters did come off a little bit stronger than certain main players. Um, but honestly, my biggest disappointment in the show has to go to that I would expect the dub to be a little funnier. Um, there's a couple of lines that I, I got a genuine chuckle out of um, and stuff, but my biggest thing is that unlike unlike a show that is trashy like Seven Mortal Sins, I don't feel like they kind of went super bizarre with it. But I feel like if Sentai pulled that shit, people would have lost their fucking minds. Like, I feel like they had a gun to their head and been like, we need to play this almost completely straight, completely comedy. Just, It just didn't really do a lot for me as a fan. It didn't do a lot for me as an anime fan. One, because I hate this fucking show. I hate a lot of the content that they use for sexual humor. Um... Full fun fact, I actually had to skip episode 6. I straight up could not watch it. I had to skip most scenes with Pappy and Sue in it. It, it made me incredibly uncomfortable. But I'm not gonna fault, like, Kyle or Caitlin or, um, Shannon, Shannon Reed or any of them for not trying and not giving them their all. But this isn't a show that, one, I would necessarily go out of my way to watch if it wasn't for the podcast or if it wasn't for a bet. And two, this is certainly not a dub that I would give my my money to outside of streaming purposes. Like, I watch this all on High Dive, and I'm happy to give High Dive my money every month so I can watch this. But if you sat, like, a collection of Sentai shows in front of me, I would probably gravitate towards, like, Beyond the Boundary first, Nozaki-kun first. I will say this, though. I would fucking watch this show in a heartbeat over fucking cross-ons, though, so at least you got that. <laughs> you know what? I'll accept that fairly. Um, okay, so I definitely see that they did a solid job with the script in regards to, like, the material, but I do understand the idea that they could have gone a little more, like, crazy balls to the walls with the, the type of harem comedy show that this was. And yeah, because, no offense, the visuals the visuals were kind of balls to the walls, too. I mean, this guy is getting, like, attacked by snakes, kicked by horses, tied up like he is a freaking, like, Kama Sutra doll by a fucking giant spider. There's a part where Sue gets into a freaking kaiju for some dumb reason. But, like... Cool, it was cool as shit, <laughs> though. That was kind of cool as shit. Um... There, there's the budget for the show. Was just right. No, that was in the there. last episode. Um, aside the point. Um, yeah, yeah with the carrots in front, when Sensoraya has a carrot has a food wars Anyways, moment. Um, oh, but uh, you were, you're... but I mean, if you had to ask me which dub I would rather sit down and watch, if I was like forced to watch a bad etchy harem comedy show, like a bad etchy harem show, I would sit down and I'd honestly have a better time watching Seven Mortal Sins because I at least find Seven Mortal Sins funnier. 
Okay. 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 I'm not okay, saying it's a better show, but I'm saying I, I enjoyed myself logic. more. I'll make my defense to that a little later. Um, in regards to what the actual uh, ADR directing writing crew does, I think they do a solid job with the material. There's some funny directions. I do. I can agree with some of the uh, decisions being a little weird at first. Some of them grew on me. There's a couple that are genuinely uh, solid and fantastic in my mind. Uh, Though I will say, there's a couple of background characters or nameless characters where I'm genuinely like, ooh, that sounds a little rough. Like, every time... There's a like, there's a little girl, I think, in episode... Whatever episode where, like, Pappy steals There's literally steals every Sue. time there are little children, everyone sounds like they're 30. Like, that <laughs> actually distracted me more than, like, some of the other things. I'm like, why do these children sound like they can't go below, underneath a certain octave? It's weird. But aside from that, like, I think the characters had enough uh, impact and solid direction where it really mattered. So that's ultimately what you needed. Uh, they had fun deliveries, reactions, like, the fucking sexual reactions. They, several of them pulled that off really well. Um, and... The material, like the the script, was was entertaining and funny, and from what I remember of the sub, it was close to that. It was fairly close to that, with a couple of noticeable deviations. But it was, like I said, it was played a like I guess straighter than some other like funny like trashy show, a show anime. But I still th- felt they did a good job with it, regardless. You know what you said about the the kids not being able to go down an octave. Yeah. Has everybody here ever seen the movie Dodgeball? Uh, I, it's been forever. Damn it, Bernice! <laughs> <laughs> the, the the girl the Girl Scout who was taking the raccoon tranquilizer. Oh my god! That's what I. That's the immediate image that popped into my head when Andrew said they can't drop below sounding like they're. 30. Speaking of tranks, right. I swear to God, Darling would be fucking dead because she was shooting tranks to take down a literal horse. She hit him with three, exactly. <laughs> mind you. All right, Alman, how do you feel about the, the <clears throat> directing and the writing for this show? It's pretty good for what the show is. Uh, but I, too, I felt like there could have been more to it. I wanted more zip. Part of the reason I like the manga is that I feel like, the as someone who's not terribly interested in like the edgy harem stuff, I like it because it's like, hey, this is kind of goofy and stupid. Let's do that. <laughs> Make it as dumb as hell. And I feel like it could have leaned more in that direction, and I'm a, and especially because like it's Sentai. I feel like compared to say Funimation, they tend to be a little more loosey goosey with their dubs, so I was kind of looking forward to that aspect. And it wasn't like unpleasant to listen to, but I was hoping for more. I didn't quite get it. Welcome to the one. I'm a little Welcome sad. to the one time where we're being hypocrites to several of our past episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we're always like, oh. Just Stick to the stick to the letter. It's like no, stick to the spirit of the show. You can you can go a little out there sometimes if it's necessary. Oh, it's, it's like right. I mean I don't want to say. I just felt it funny to point that out. I mean yeah. I don't want to. I don't want Aka sudden like a show like Aka sudden throwing like fuck you Nino. I'm a fucking G ass prince motherfucker. <laughs> there there are there are shows there are shows where you can get away with it sounding like its own abridged series, and there are shows that you cannot. I would argue this falls yes. closer to the side if you can get away. Okay. With it. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Like, as someone who watched the show originally a couple years ago while it was airing, it's weird because it's one of the fewer like harem edgy shows that I can tolerate. 
Though this time I was surprised because I forgot that when I originally watched the show, there was no such thing as nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a risky-ass watch, guys. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> for, like, I'm sorry, you got a face full of poppy vajayjay. Yes. yes. But, At least um, they wasn't done this... in detail like the titties were. Yeah. But um, I, I fully agree with Amon. This is one of those shows where you could have really had fun with it. And while there were some fun moments where I did get to laugh, uh, I felt like it wasn't as fun. It wasn't the fun, funny, stupid thing that I would. There were a couple for. other things I didn't I'm... catch, though. Sorry to interrupt. I just remembered uh, when Doppel straight up kicks the orc pig, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm not your anime waifu girlfriend." I'm like, "Oh, that's yeah, that, that was, was good. good. That was good. Yeah, like that moment was funny." And at some point, I remember mm. hearing the somebody like when Mia was drawing attention to herself, I heard somebody with a camera say, hashtag snake monster. I'm like, where did that come from? Okay. Yeah. Like, there are small moments, but I felt like they could have had much more fun with it. But I, I I, think, like, I kind of agree with Megan. It might be a case of maybe it's the fan base could possibly come very hard down on it. I, I'm, yeah, not gonna, I'm not no going to... No offense, the limited edition for this show sold out, like, super fast. I'm not going to blame the decision yeah. for, like, sticking close to it. Like, because I think that's not a bad thing, but I see the, the idea that this is the type of material and type of show you can probably afford to be a little looser with. Ba- yeah, basically, I'm going to be... I'm going to put on Gigi's pants for a second. I'm going to be Gigi... I know what I'm getting myself into with this trash. I expected trash. I didn't get trash. I got trash. pretty good trash, but you didn't go to the bottom of the barrel. I got decent trash? Exactly. Like, this could, you could make this very, very trashy if you wanted to, and that's what I was hoping and expecting to go into it. Didn't happen, which I can understand why it wouldn't happen, but it would have been, it would have made my watch of the dub much better, I think. If it went a little bit trashier, that's mm. just me. I understand, but I guess <sighs> as one of those fans, I probably would have been a little... Like, in certain situations, like, it's like, okay, I can take this in small dosage, but if you're just going to literally drown me in hashtag YOLOs, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah, no, that's I mean, too if far. It didn't, no, that's so long like too far. That far. If, so long as it doesn't go too far to that route. Like... Granted, we're anime fans, we're picky, what the fuck, I don't know. <laughs> we're critical as shit. I've, al- I've also thought of another potential cause, which I at least find very amusing, since uh, usually these have to be sent to Japan for okaying first. I am right. delighted by the idea that some businessman in Japan is like, no, you must take our masturbatory Monster Girl comic very seriously. How dare you? I, I, How dare I don't you? think that you make a point. Hits, but it's Toho. Oh, that's why they got away with Godzilla, because Toho. It's fucking Toho. Toho yeah. wants you. I mean, I mean, come on, guys. We already know that there's a subset of people who've just fapped to Godzilla anyway. I don't think you need to make Godzilla <laughs> sexy. I mean, she's already pretty hot. Oh, come on. Of course there's... Andrew, Andrew, my sweet, there's sweet summer everything. child. There are people who want to fuck Godzilla like there are people who want to fuck Simba. People want to f- Oh, wait, of course. Of course they do. Dude, have you seen- Now we're giving Simba the sex eyes! She does. Oh Can you feel the love tonight? We're gonna- we're gonna, Simba? We're Beyonce? We're gonna be feeling a lot of the love tonight, Megan, but I think- <laughs> 
I, can we I move think on? We said it, we've... Do you want to fuck the snake girl? Stop it! Okay. Stop it! So... Steph, Steph, let's move on while they're distracted. So... <laughs> Maybe they'll follow. Okay. Okay. We gotta move on. Do not insult my titty show. I will call a fucking SWAT team on your ass, Megan. Oh, uh, and segues, ladies and gentlemen. So. <gasps> your waifu is trash. You say that like I'm not hugging my pile of trash in the corner. Oh, I didn't know you had a Mina body pillow. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about our first set you of feel good about yourself? I laugh every time Andrew talks because his icon on Skype is still Graham from Bacchano. So I just assume that Graham from Bacchano is yelling at me about his love of a bad titty show and Mina from my... You feel good about yourself? I mean, that, that, that does sound very you feel like You feel like a big girl right now? You, you, you're proud of yourself. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a big girl now. <laughs> Just like Tito. Yeah, let's talk about some good oh big god. girls. Yay. Tito! Oh my god, you guys are not going to shut up, are you? Christ. Alright, so the first set of characters is the Mon Squad. They are basically... Best way to describe it. They are that SWAT team. They are a bunch of uh, mythical creatures that basically deal with cases that involves mythical creatures <laughs> and the four that we have we have zombina who is obviously a goddamn zombie Tionisia. no no zombina's a zombie no they prefer the term walking dead hey. shut <laughs> the fuck up we have Tionisia who is an ogre you thought the best girl uh, was have... the snake but it was me tio SOMEBODY oh, ONCE TOLD ME THAT SHUT YOU UP! WE'RE NEVER ROLL GONNA ME. GET THROUGH! GOD DAMN YOU GUYS! Mia, WE'RE NEVER GONNA GET THROUGH THIS EPISODE IF YOU DON'T okay. STOP! Uh, I, 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 I MAKE stop IT! I just to say because I love Tio, continue. I fucking hate you guys right now. Uh, Monaco, who is the Cyclops. And we have Doppel, who is a doppelganger, and she can transform- Creative naming, Japan! I know, right? So, going over who voices these characters, Zombina is voiced by Kira Vincent Davis, who has been in series such as Azamanga Dayo, Elfin Lead, and Razafon. Excuse me. Uh, Tionisia is voiced by Christina Strope, um, who, has, who has been in series such as Brynhild in the Darkness, No Game, No Life, and Trinity 7. Jade Saxton is Monaco, uh, who has been in series such as Log Horizon, Food Wars, and Ushio and Tora. And then we have as Dopal Miss Emily Neves, who's been in Umaru-chan, Amagi Brilliant Park, and Say I Love You. No wonder Dopal. I like Dopal's voice. <laughs> I like Dopal's voice. Who wants to go first and talk about these four? Somebody once okay. told no! me <laughs> was the best girl. For Shrek. Anyways, um... <laughs> but it's all over now! Shut up, Megan! Who's coming sooner or later. Okay, so, go, going first, uh, Zombina, uh... <laughs> Kira Vincent Davis, I had notes as she's spunky, feisty, will kick your ass, call you an idiot, and fuck with you and get you to sew her boobs on because sure, why the fuck not? She's fun, and I think Kira does a pretty good job getting her personality come out. She's very feisty, and she's very much no-nonsense, and I could totally see her beating the shit out of Miss Smith for missing work. Like, I'm gonna kill you! I, I'm not dealing with this shit today! Hell no! Uh, Monaco 
is adorable, and Jade Saxton continues to be a favorite of mine as she's very good at playing a lot of different like roles, but this one she's playing much more huggably adorable. She's fantastic whenever I get the chance to hear her, and like I think she does a great job making Monaco sound very soft-spoken, shy, but also with a hint of personality, and a bit of a badass too like every time she he just sticks a gun on somebody like god damn girl holy shit uh doppel's a snarky little jack off but i really like her voice and her direction she kind of does it she's a bit of a troll and i respect that uh tio as uh christina stroop um this was a name i was not as familiar with so i was a little worried about her um playing this character she surprised probably because probably because Christina actually hasn't been in she that hasn't been many in that many so I didn't actually know what to expect from her um I think the thing I noticed more is that me Tio is basically like 300 pounds of moe but in this she went for like a much more like noticeably high school preppy teenage girl voice in my mind but I actually think that works pretty fantastically for Tio because she's very much just trying to have fun and live her, live her life while still, like, being a badass and being a government soldier, more or less. Uh, she's full of energy. She's got a lot of comedic possibilities. I enjoy every time she's interacting with any other character, even if it's a dolphin. Let her keep the dolphin, you fucking cowards! She can have the stuffed dolphin, not the oh real one. Oh my god, it was so cute. It was so cute, but the dolphin was so scared. Ma'am, 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 please put the dolphin down. They don't survive out of water very long. Please, ma'am, please. I love that entire scene. Flipper, 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 deader than uh, lightning. All right. Shut all right. up. I'm going to all kill right. you. No, you're not. You I love me. I got it out of my system. Uh, the Mon girls are underrated best gals. Tio is the actual best gal. I'm on can go next. Fuck Megan. <laughs> Uh, not today uh monster squad i i also i thought they were all pretty good uh they were probably some of my uh if not favorites at least i thought they gave some of the most um, strong well-rounded performances uh my favorite was probably zombina in part because i thought uh, kira got the chance to do that slightly looser more wise-ass tone that i wanted the rest of the show to have uh, and also, she got the stupid jokes I appreciate. Like, man, he almost made my heart start beating again. Yes, this is all I have. Uh, uh, before before I let you go any further, there's something I want to mention. Like, I know Megan's got some salt about things, but I got an aesthetic thing that actually annoys me about the anime, and it's this. Okay, what's that? There is no physical reason that Zombina should be blushing. She has no blood circulation. Yeah, she has no blood. That's stupid. Because it's... No, no, here's your reasoning. Because fuck you. I understand why. the reasoning, and I understand they're all like... <laughs> why did, Why was she able to remove her own breast? Because fuck you, See, that's she, why. Because why Andrew, the She's fuck not even not. the character that bugs me the most. Because there technically is blood in her. Even if it's not properly circulating, there is at least blood in her. There's another character. I have a bigger problem with that. Continue. A a Andrew, Andrew, she has ha the bottom and top half of her heads are from two different people, apparently. Like, this may not be the realism heel to die on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, fair. <laughs> that's okay, 
I, I, I also know. Zombies I also shouldn't be able to fucking blush. Yes, I also know she is a zombie, a fictional creature. Fine. Just saying. All right. I mean, you don't see the zombies on The Walking Dead fucking blushing now, do all you? All right, all right. Cause, no, again, because fuck you, that's why. Megan, I guess you can go next. Oh, oh wait, you now. didn't have any on the other three? Do wait, it, you bitch! you didn't have any on the other three I'm on? Oh, no, they're all very, uh, no, I thought they are all very good. Uh, you know, Monaco was charming, uh, Tio was hilarious. Uh, Donald didn't leave much of an impression, but I think it's because she didn't, didn't show up quite that's as much. That's fair. Uh, she's not in their spotlight episode nearly as much, but, like, she's good. Okay. First of all, and I would like Doppel to put a fucking shirt on. Um, put some clothes on! Come on! You're at work, you crazy bitch! <laughs> nah, it's Mystique rules. She's naked all the time. <laughs> uh, I, accept I accept this as a counter- I accept this as a counterpoint. Except doesn't for that- Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> except for back in the day, Jennifer Lawrence Mystique, aka the inferior Mystique, did wear clothes. So, also, don't at me in the comics. We all know the original actors from the original films were better, even if those movies were kind Is of fucking bad. Is anyone gonna at you on that? Some some poor, pathetic Jennifer Lawrence fanboy. Um, I don't anyway, think those Megan. are our fans. Anyways, continue. <laughs> I mean, we've been at it for stupider shit. Um, no, um... I, I genuinely enjoyed these girls probably, out of all the monster girls, the most... Um, I honestly kind of wish the show was just more about them, like, fucking doing shit. Because they were, they were a lot more interesting, despite not being, like, as... I can't believe I'm using the term fleshed out and like a fucking zombie. <laughs> womp, nice. Womp. <laughs> Dear Diary, today I died a little inside. <laughs> But no, um, like, I really, really liked uh, Kira Vincent Davis's Zombina. I felt like she had a lot of energy for being... She, she really reanimated the character for me. Wow. I keep walking into months. this. Jesus Christ, I'm dying. Because you're gonna pawn everything. I'm falling apart here. You're, um, you're, you're <laughs> falling apart at the seams, let's be real here. Themes. Oh my the, god, all uh, of the puns right now. But no, like, we're gonna need to really, have a I, counter in the corner for this episode, aren't we? We, we might. should just have a counter in the corner for how many times I scream. But, um, <laughs> we might. No, I feel like she really got her, um, Jade Saxton is Monaco. At this point, it's, it's, it's honestly what I expect out of Jade Saxton, um, which is sad, honestly. I feel like as a studio, between her characters from Food Wars and and this girl, that I feel like they just keep casting her as the shy, meek one. Clearly, you haven't seen I feel like I I I sort out of line traumatized me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, fair. I mean, out of the two two shows, I I would specifically like kind of know that she's a big part in. She's kind of the softer, meeker one, where I feel like Funimation actors really kind of utilize her a little bit better. Um, I, that's not to say I didn't really enjoy her her show, her character, and I I enjoyed her moment, and I liked that she had like the least fan servicey date with Darling Popsicle Man, um, the vanilla the vanilla the vanilla ice cream in a human soup that is Darling. Um, was it Dopal? I like Emily Neves. I really wish that Dopal showed up more so that she could be a snarky little jagoff a little bit more. Uh, but let's face it, Tio is the fucking best one of them all um, to me. 
I like that instead of going like the moe cute cute voice that she kind of went more ditzy schoolgirl, <laughs> and that she was like she was really she is the most endearing of them all out of all of the girls to me. I just really really fucking enjoy Tito Tio or Tito or however the Tio Nisha aka um, just Tio for short. Tio. I just kept calling her Tito for some dumb reason. Yes, you did. I'm like, why is she calling her Tito? I don't get it. She's Tito now, bitch. We're probably going to bash heads a lot tonight, but we can both we can both unite together, come together and say Tio is best, and we want to hug that giant uh, ogre lady. I just just enjoyed her, and I think the moment that kind of really got me was her reaction to when they're fighting the ogres who like hentai. Um that just also be fuck that scene i wanted to punch them all in the face um but uh i liked her character as like but i'm a i'm a girl though and then proceeds to bust like that the type of shit <laughs> yeah so tia was the best um honestly i think the mon squad as a set of voices were probably my favorites in the show um but that that's that's good and i'm going to let lilac talk because i'm <laughs> rambling yes you are um yeah i can agree with basically everything you guys have been saying like this group of characters are probably some of the best of the show itself. Though I will disagree. Dopal is my best girl. Okay. Dopal is a snarky little jagov. I loved it. I think Emily Neves portrayed it beautifully. Um, Jade Saxton is Jade Saxton. She can pretty much do no wrong. Uh, Kira Vincent Davis definitely brought a lot of the tomboy aspects that Zombina has to her. And I did enjoy that very much. And then Christina as Tio. I'm not as fond of it as you guys are, actually. Okay. I'm not as fond of it. I think it was a little too much airhead to me. Uh, but it was, like, mixing it, all four of them together, though, they do have great back and forth and great banter with each other. So I think the four of them together are really good and they play off each other rather well. So still really good performances in all for all of these. Uh, let's see. We ready to move on? Uh, let's, let's go on to say that these are all good girls with the worst fucking boss in the world. (laughs) One of my friends keeps retweeting Voltron porn. I'm sorry. You you make it sound like that was you, Amon. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Cause Amon tweets Voltron porn on a daily basis. No. Um... Anyway, let's move on, because a lot of these are now going to be pairs, except for Darling Coon, which we'll get to at the end. Um, so the first pair, we have Miss Smith, who is the government official who is one who oversees and operates for the, um, the Cultural Exchange Between Species Act, or the Cultural Exchange Program, She too. does all that uh, she- poorly. Yeah, she doesn't get paid for Okay, can we shit. all just say this fucking You know what? Smith. Yes. You're a bad You're person. A You're terrible. Worse. You're a terrible person who oversees this program. You're I mean, to explain to explain like the moment that kind of sealed the fuck you Smith moment. Hey, I know that you're 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 you're, you're kind of having a tough life. So here's a killer spider. No, the <laughs> one that really got me was like, "Oh, did I forget to mention you could have re- we could have reimbursed you for all of your food spending. No, no, no. The worst part in the middle of a f- in the middle of the night, what was it? The third episode. 
Oh yeah, oh, I forgot like to I tell forgot you. To there's a full thing. moon. Yeah. There's a full moon. Them bitches are gonna be wild. They're gonna wanna like have all the sex. Literally everybody <laughs> is in the mood simultaneously, and you're alone with yep. three of them. Have fun. Yep. Don't die. <laughs> have fun. She's terrible at her job. Um, and then we also have Lala. She actually comes in the last two, two, three-ish episodes of the series. She is a Dullahan. No, wait, you're wrong. It's uh, the sh- Dullahan, as this show pronounces it. But that's another argument for another time. Whatever. Whatever. Dullahan. Dullahan, damn it. But, um... Damn it, Drew, stop posting Voltron porn. <laughs> but anyway, she comes in the last few episodes of the series, and essentially... She tries to take Donning Coon's life, but then eventually she just kind of backs off and she ends up being the seventh member of the house. Basically, she's trying to kill him, but the reality is she's just a chuny fuck. Yeah, basically. Basically, if we had to give her a character type, she's a chunibio. That's for sure. So, the two individuals who are voicing these characters, as Lala, we have Miss Carly Mosier, who has been in series such as Black Bullet, EF A Tale of Memories, and Hamatora. Meanwhile, Shelly Colleen Black is the voice of Miss Smith, who has been in series such as Book of Bantora, Dream Eater Mary, and Log Horizon. Who would like to go first with their thoughts on these two performances? You know what I noticed watching this the second time? I'm getting some, like, every time uh, Miss Smith is, like, in the corner, like, trying to be a government person, like, especially in the tent when they're, like, doing the terrorist takedown, I got major Integra Helsing vibes from her. If it's just for, like, the black suit and the really long hair. Ooh, and, like, you say that and now I like, see it. I, I didn't think of it at first, but, it's like, wow, it's Integra, except, like... Ooh. Is that who plays no, Integra? No, 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 it is no, not who not. plays Integra. The person who plays her is Kyo from, from Clanhead, which I immediately recognized... I've never watched Clint Ed. I recognized her from the sort of sassy, spunky, sexy, dangerous nature that she gives off. But I think that she's great at being Smith. And being Smith is basically like, how do I be... Like, on the one hand, it's like, I do not get paid enough for this shit. On the other hand, you are dealing with people's livelihoods. Try to give at least the biggest iota of a fuck, maybe. What, is okay, it Japanese bureaucracy? Talk- no. <laughs> <laughs> S- <laughs> side note, side note, side note. It's Victoria Harwood who voices Integra. Yeah, I, I did not think Thanks. That. Okay, what were you going to say, Megan? I was just going to say, let's count the ways that Miss Smith fucked up. Let's see. <laughs> Nearly constricted by Snake. Ran over by horsewoman. A uh, uh, face full of uh, bird vajayjay. Whatever the fuck's going on with Sue. I mean, I should, po- uh, I should point out, the implication is that, darling, they got the wrong house. But she, but and she, that darling should yeah, be involved yeah. in this anyways. Yeah, we, I was gonna bring them to a- Where the hell are this kid's parents? Uh, uh, they were they, transferred for work, remember? Oh, yes, the good old Japanese transfer for work. What is that, like the Disney equivalency of I went up to the farm? (laughs) Yeah.
Oh, let's see if anybody gets that reference. Good God. I like this time, girl, George! You can bet all the flying oh girls want. It's okay. Oh, God damn it. Boy, this took a turn. This took a weird turn. Welcome to Classic Loser, boys and girls. Read of mice and men, okay? Oh. Next up, the intersection of a great expectations. Oh man! <laughs> Look, if we're being real, just, no. But now, now I ser now I seriously. Ooh, I heard oh, a dog whistle. Okay. And I don't know if that's my mother telling okay, me to shut so up. I think my mother's gonna make me go up to the farm up north. Another right. Anyways, um, I think <laughs> Shelly Helene Black is great at Miss Smith, but Miss Smith is actually like the worst person in this series, bar none. <laughs> Not even just because she's like a freaking human or anything. It's just she genuinely is a terrible person. Proof, proof that is. humans are in fact the real humans monsters. and the government are in fact the biggest pieces of shit. This is something we've. I mean, we did have those two recurrent that oh, yeah. one recurring Literally, couple the racist, the that would like tease the couple. shit out of everyone. Yes, <laughs> we had them. Well, one point gets like an American truck. By the way, one of those was voiced by Caitlin Barr, and the other was Andrew Love. I thought the other one was Kyle Kobe no, Jones. Andrew Love, I think. Um, anyways. Oh. I gotta look at this shit. Okay, so while you're doing that. According, according to ANN, it is uh, Andrew Love who voices Okay, anyways, give me my thoughts okay. on Carly Mo Mosier. Uh, she's great as the goddamn edgy, chuny idiot, and she makes me laugh. She doesn't get much to do, but when she is on screen, she is hilarious, and I enjoy her immensely. And one of my favorite things was that Darling instantly recognized that she's this edgy piece of shit when he's dropping all these uh, fake, like, death flags, and then he's like, oh, you're full of shit. You're just an edgy, chuny person. It's like, the reason he knows is because, oh, yeah... I w his secret past was that he was a chuny, edgy idiot. I love season three of Chunubio and other delusions. Basically, <laughs> basically, and I thought that was funny. What if, what if this is just season three of that show and no one ever Look, noticed? Already, there That'd is more scary. action going on than most of that show, so that's another thing. Um, anyways, uh, I liked both of the performances of these characters. One's a, one character's a piece of shit, and the other's fu a funny chuny idiot. Uh, moving on. Okay, who's Look next? The slime girls, Mr. and Mrs. Kimihito. <laughs> no, I'll go next. Um Uh oh god. Uh, I guess I liked Carly Mosier for but too bad she actually didn't really get to do that much shit. She kinda shows up um and is basically headless, edgy what's her nuts from Don Robo. Could, she couldn't get ahead um, of the crowd. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to New Jersey yeah. and hit you, Andrew. I hope you I'll know deserve that. it. I know. I'll please go hit with you. Please, we'll, we'll please hit him. It. Please, please hit him with the the giant Akira box you just got. <laughs> I'm um, on, no, I'm on, we'll I, no, I will not damage that. I'll hit him with a piece of wood. That's the same size as the Akira box. <laughs> the best. That's okay, the best. continue. I think you need to send Andrew on a business transfer. Um, <laughs> I need to go overseas. <laughs> See, <laughs> near far wherever you are. Um, so is going on a business but, trip in Japan basically like we're taking a trip to Lake Laogai? 
Yes, there was no dub in Boston Say. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We need to keep moving. I'm sorry for that. I mean, that got a good reaction. But, uh, no. Uh, she was basically like a. She was. She kind of reminded me of a more toned down, just because the character seemed more toned down, a uh, headless version of fucking Fukawa. Is it Fukawa? In Is that her name? She's Toka Fukawa, yes. 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 Yeah. She's basically headless Fukawa to me. Um, I mean, it was funny, and I, I genuinely enjoyed some of that scenes because. It was less awful, but I'll talk about my hatred of a certain another certain character next. Miss um, Smith, she was I. Um, I don't think she did a bad job, but it wasn't necessarily what I think I was expecting. Um, she she got down the 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 lazy dick easily. She got down lazy asshole to a T. But I feel like in the moments where she had to be authoritative that she really wasn't um so i don't think her like the few badass moments she kind of had really worked um so but it, again it's not a bad performance it's just not what i was expecting i i felt like it was going to be a little bit different than what i ended up getting it was still probably one of the more enjoyable performance as with lala but oh we're getting there um <laughs> All right, Almond, how do you feel about Miss Smith and Lala? I like these two roles uh, quite a bit. I thought um, uh, Shelley Cam Black really nailed the, like, I am not paid nearly enough to care this much, uh, but I'm also going to grossly undersell my job anyways, because, eh, whatever. Uh, you're, okay, you're okay taking on, like, eight boarders, right? We'll renovate your house without telling you. That's fine, right? Okay. Yo, how the fuck does she renovate his house? Jesus Christ, does, like, Ty Pennington just show up? The Japanese bureaucracy is very powerful. Very powerful. Oh, my God. I mean, they did kill his parents. No, they transferred overseas. (laughs) They're dead, Andrew. They went Uh, to a funny farm. Because that's so much better. Man, this story gets a whole lot darker when you take the context that the government purposely, like, owns this child and... Destroyed. I'm actually, I'm actually gonna note. I might have been misreading this, but I kind of assumed Darling was in like his 20s and had just moved out. But maybe that's just me. Maybe. Like, I, assume, I assumed he was just an independent adult. Like that. He already house. is. Basically, he just lives there. Like school doesn't exist. Uh, anyway, so he probably is like. Graduated. Anyway. Anyways, uh, yes, I like, I like Miss Smith. They did. She did. Um, she did the character very well, and I also enjoyed Lala because I find uh, sort of pompous over dramaticness amusing and i thought carly moser did a very good job of nailing that and uh you know also being a doof who loses their head you know i i am death eternal i've lost my skull can someone help me please <laughs> also i can't imagine that scythe is very useful given that it has a giant hole in it but you know whatever i'm not it's obviously I'm not for a, him to put his dick in when they fuck that would be very uncomfortable, I must say. Ooh, very, very uncomfortable. Oh, I mean, for all we know, she's got fucking teeth down there. Okay! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not outside the Vagina dentata! <laughs> oh, God, are you, are you good? St- Steph, do you, do you have thoughts? I do. Miss um, Smith is, is a terrible underpaid government worker. 
and Shelley Colleen Black plays it wonderfully. Um, I think this is probably one of my favorite performances of the show. Because she's just so tired of this bullshit on a daily basis. And she just doesn't get paid enough Boss makes for a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on the boss this time. I'm going to murder you if you keep derailing everything right now. And, um, as for Carly, I like Carly Hosier as Lala. It's a l- it's- I think it's actually kind of different, because it's not- it's not Togo Fukawa to me. Like, I can hear twinges of it, sure, but when she- when she goes the whole, I am death eternal, that whole bit, at first I couldn't distinguish that it was Carly, and then when she got to her normal- her normal- um, speaking voice, and she wasn't putting on this act about being, like, the reaper of darkness. It, I could recognize it right away. Um, and that, that version, that voice reminds me more of Fukawa as well as, um, her character in, uh, New Game. More along those lines. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed both of them a lot, though. Shelly Colleen Black, she doesn't get paid enough for this bullshit. I don't get paid enough for this bullshit, I'm sure everybody guys. had a fun time being on this, honestly. <laughs> oh, probably. But, um, do you think we're gonna I move on? I think we're on? good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's keep talking about some Monster Girls. So, we're gonna talk about... Oh, boy. Um, we have Miro, who... Miro, uh... Uh, Wow. Okay, let let let, let me explain. I'm this. blanking on the name. I'm blanking on her last Mi- name. Lorelai. Oh, there yeah, it right. is. Yeah, Miro, who is a mermaid, uh, who comes to the live. little NTR maid, the Gothic Lolita mermaid, who loves tragic romances, and she wants to be part of a tragic romance. As a mistress. She also wants to NTR them. It's, who are we kidding? She's she's NTR bait. <laughs> yes. That's right, boys. Do you want a girl who will let you fuck another girl as long as she gets then, to Then lust? just get a polygamous relationship, you fuck. Oh my god. A- Andrew, and then if we they have... do that, they're... No, go on. Sorry, you go on. No, no. What, what, what's your thought? No, I was going to say, Andrew, if they do that, there's no show. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it would make me feel better. I would watch a total... I would fucking watch it just, that It just show. means everybody oh can be god. friends and take turns, you know? Oh my god, stop it. I'm sorry I interrupted, Lilac. Please continue. <laughs> I now regret everything. Uh, and then we have Rechnaria. She is an arachnia. She's a uh, human... She's a half-human, half-spider. The amazing this spider is, this, is, this is a good combination for the best of the show and the worst of the show. And she's, um, she's, she's, she can be very protective of everyone and everything, but she's also rather sadistic. She, she's dabbled, she's dabbled in some BDSM here and there. Yeah. She's your BDSM leg fetish. Yes, pretty much. That's what she is. Let's, let's face it, she is. She is the one Um, that Kibihito is canonically shown to be attractive to something about her, which is her legs. Because he has a leg fetish. (laughs) It's great. Her design upsets me. <laughs> Why? Because she's just sort of a human torso awkwardly stuck onto a spider body? Yeah. Yeah, she has, like, two, like, dangly, out-of-place, like, mutated human fetus legs. Oh, I forgot about that. Here. Yeah, because she, she's doing... Because that's obviously where she's going to spread him for so she can get uh, the web shot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
going to ruin everything you love so, tonight. So wait. Oh, so anyway. I have a if if she what? said that she had cobwebs in her vagina, is that a, is that an insult or is that a compliment? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, she can get them pressure washed out. Jesus Christ. Anyway, we're going to talk about who voices these characters, we okay? Should, yes. Who wouldn't like Christ? Who wouldn't wait. like a musty cream pie? Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. So, the voice of Mero the mermaid is Maggie Flecknoe, who has been in series such as Amnesia, Red Garden, and Log Horizon. And then we have Courtney Lomelo as Ragnaria, who has been in series such as Fake Haliad, Utawara Umano, and Mavra. Underwater Ray Romano. <laughs> yes. Underwater Ray Romano. Courtney, actually, similar to um, Christina, actually doesn't have too many credits to her name right now either. So, uh, who wants to go first with their thoughts? I'll go first because I'm pretty salty about this section. Uh, uh, so, I'll let everybody palate cleanse. Um, from here on out, I am going to be pretty split on the girls. Um, and I'm going to say this. Holy shit, it's a show where I actually like Maggie Flecknoe. I know, hey, right? I didn't know you had a beef um, with this actress. Have She's you, Yui and Diabolic Lovers. If anybody's made me Lovers. suffer at Sentai more than the people who made this fucking dub, it's that fucking dub. Okay. The and Dramatical the let's, Murder. Well, the let's, be, let's be fair. Diabolic Lovers better 2 more blood is great. <laughs> That's because David Wald made it better. We all know David Wald. So I have a question. More blood. Exactly. Was there a problem with the, the dub or the character? It's her it. acting as the character. Because, no offense, like, we Funimation, Otome shit, yeah, even those girls can kind of do better. Mm -hmm. Um, no offense, but, um... I feel, I feel I, the I actually really no offense many a times, I feel there is some offense to be had. No, um, I actually really liked her as Meru. Um, there are many points where I was a little like, shut up, Meru. Meryl. Shut up, fetish Ariel. Um... <laughs> I want to be where the people are. No. I want to see see everybody getting fucked but me. Um, I also hate the Little Mermaid. Um, so, but she was good. She was great. I mean, no offense. Out of all of the girls, Meryl's kind oh, of the worst. Unmistakable. Um, even even fans are like, <laughs> yeah, I. She she's the fucking worst. I mean, like yeah. Mia's a close second in my book. Um, but she's kind of arguably the worst because she's just like, Teehee, I just want to watch, I just want to be a mistress, and I want to do, but at least I wanna Maggie fucked away. A, I want to be part of a tragic romance. Man, to which, girls, if you're listening to me, don't fucking take this show as an advice, okay. as an advice book. Go watch Please a don't. woman Please don't. would actually see this show <laughs> As like, that's how I get some dick. You know some guys are gonna see this is how you get I, some pussy. I don't um, see wow. this as that. I see this as a trashy comedy. Andrew, 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 Andrew. Have you seen some anime fans? <laughs> okay, fine. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's she does good. She does the like the Oh, hell, like, that kind of voice, like, the secretly conniving D Ashley from the fucking recess. 
voice. And she's she's kind of charming in her own way. She's a fucking bitch, but... Rachnera! <laughs> Fuck. Um, she is by far not the one I like the least, but she's second place. What, I, um, I got it. I don't really... What does that mean? I don't... There's one of the performance I dislike a little bit more than Rachnera. Um, she has moments that I think that she gets it. Like, I will say this for all of the girls. Whenever they get angry is when I actually believe them. But when Rachnera tries to be, I guess, sexy, it doesn't do anything for me. It honestly just, it's like you're trying too hard. It's like somebody who's... It just sounds like somebody who's trying to be sexy, but it's not. Like, I don't genuinely believe her. And I would not be like, okay, I will stick my dick in your spider pussy. But, um, I wait, I don't even have that equipment. Um, but I'm not, I, I don't think it's the worst performance of this year. I feel like she, she is a good base, this actress, and I feel like her voice can work in other ways. I just don't think it did anything for me as Rachnera. And I'll admit, too, that the character really didn't do a lot for me. She has moments with her insecurities about how people treat her because she's not the pretty, like, human-y looking one that they can kind of do and that they only appreciate the parts of her that look human, like her tits. But and in those moments, I did kind of genuinely believe her. But whenever she tried to be sexy or, like, a little bit conniving, didn't do it for me. Also, be She's kind of creepy and sadistic, and that was just really weird whenever she would just tie people up. So, that's my two cents. I'm actually surprised at this. Like, there's a couple I would have totally agreed, but in regards to Rachnea, or or Rachnea, I actually thought she was one of the stronger ones of them. This is going to sound weird, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. I didn't know what to expect. I thought she did a good job at being, like, uh, excuse me. Uh, threatening and dominating while also being this very, like, conniving flirt, but also kind of trying to be the big sister as well. She, I, I thought she was very, had a lot of fun with that and kind of surprised me at that. I, I genuinely also did find her actually, like, being sexy and stuff actually was surprisingly effective. So, maybe that's just me, or maybe that's just that, but I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't care for Arachne much at first, but I think transitioning to uh, the dub, this one I actually had a higher opinion of, weirdly enough, from her voice. So, damn, I was I was pleasantly surprised by this one. So it'll be the dissenter on that. Uh, Mero, uh, uh, okay, here are my notes on her. Very princess-like, authoritative, and weird. Voice is 10 out of 10. Character is 0 out of 10. This is a no NTR zone. (laughs) She actually is. Like, that wouldn't even be a satisfying fuck. You just jack off on some eggs. Dude, yeah, she tried to pull the fry in that one episode of Futurop that Mermaid to fry in in the last episode there. 
Which, by the way, like, I called that coming the second it started. I was like, she's gonna want a baby. She's gonna want a baby. Yeah, let's make you even creepier, Marrow. Hooray! Which is really bad, because I actually genuinely liked her character design. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. You, you got any any more thoughts there on the performances, uh, Not Andrew? much on Meru. Maggie did a good job. I was actually very pleasantly surprised by Courtney as Rakne, and I'd actually love to hear her do more yeah. things, because... Oh, yeah, I would totally want to hear her in another thing, but I just... just Rakne didn't do anything for okay. me. Okay. All right. Amon, how do you feel about these two performances? Uh, I think I generally like both of them pretty well. I thought Maggie, Maggie went into it. She knew what her character was, and she uh, committed, and I appreciate that, because this is a weird show, and yeah, more power to her for that. Uh, and I think I generally liked Courtney as Ragnaria. Um, can I put into words why? Uh, it felt, it just, it felt, the, the performance felt very appropriate to the character, and like, yeah, it was solid, like, at about the level I would probably want from this by my own early comparisons that, you know, she, like, it, like a lot of the actors, she probably could have leaned into it a little bit more, but they didn't. But I thought she did a commendable job. Cool. I'm sorry, I'm eating my muffin right at the second. Yeah, don't worry about it. Little Miss Muffet sat on her You stop that right now. Uh, let's just, let's be honest. You are not, you are not Andrew Dice Clay. Don't do that. <laughs> let's be real. There's probably more than a couple of muffins that have been enjoyed tonight. Whoa! Uh. Anyway, um, I, I pretty much can be said, I'm gonna side with the guys in terms of Ragnaria. Um, I actually enjoyed Courtney's performance, not in a goddamn sexual way, since apparently that's, that's how Andrew gets up. What? Okay! <laughs> okay! <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry! You said it did it for me, I'm like, whoa, hang on. Uh, anyway, I love you, Andrew. We anyway, are all um, in heterosexual. We are all in a monster booth today, like space where we will not judge the moments that didn't didn't work, and we will be like, okay, you know what? Sure, you know what? You know what the show is. All right, Andrew. How many times did you whack off to Ragnarok? Oh, okay. <laughs> so Judgment-free zone, let, Andrew. Let me say this about this show in general. <laughs> This is a show okay. where you test your luck and see where do you draw the line at, like, where do you go, okay, yeah. this is funny, or okay, that is a sexual situation that is amusing and or titillating. This is a show that tests you and is like, where do you draw the line? And for me, that was everything about the egg-laying stuff. And in hindsight, because I genuinely forgot about it, all the stuff going on with, like, the forest lady. Oh, I speak for the trees. <laughs> anyway, uh, I actually did enjoy Courtney's performance as Ragnaria. Um, similar to what Andrew was saying, she brought the she brought a good amount of the sexy to it, uh, and the slight sadistic personality, too. But you can tell that there's still at least something hidden more inside the character as well. Um, concerning... Too bad the show is too busy trying to get you to whack off to go there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and as for Miro, Miro is, yes, the worst character of the show, 
but Maggie plays it oh so well. <laughs> like, it's one of the few times where I actually enjoyed Maggie Fleckaway's performance, mostly because I need to watch more things that Maggie is in, not just Diabolic Lovers. I'm sure she's a good <laughs> uh, actress, finally give Maggie not every show thrist. is Diabolic Lovers. They just keep putting that's, her in no, bad well, shows. Yeah, that, that, that's my problem. I need to see more other things that she's been in, aside from <laughs> Diabolic Lovers. That's my problem, but I need to fix that. But I really liked her as Mero, because she, she played... Because Mero isn't really a spoiled girl, but she plays the romantic... She does romanticize about this tragic love story and being the, being this fatal mermaid or something like that and Maggie manages to play that very well and I got a lot of enjoyment from it. So the two of them are, despite Mero being the worst character, I really like both I'll, of them. I'll say this about Mero. I got a genuine kick out of that she ate that one bit of Mia's cooking and that she imagined like her legs literally being ripped apart and her body in pure agony. She was recounting the Little Mermaid. She and was she was comparing the that story to the food, and I genuinely laughed at that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is one of the scenes that did genuinely make me laugh. Uh, next to the fact that Tito still stole. Why do I keep calling her Tito? <laughs> Tito stealing the dolphin. Rocket power. <laughs> We are right. I would rather watch Rocket Power. That, that, okay, that doesn't so mean bad, anything. But... That's like, you know what? I would watch Kit Citizen Kane instead of this show right now. It's like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Actually, I would rather watch this again than ever watch Citizen what? Kane. <laughs> Whoa. That's a story for another time. Let's move on. Okay. I'm sorry! I've got film studies PTSD! Do you know how many times they make us fucking watch Citizen Kane? Do you know how many times I've sat through the cabinet of Dr. Caligari? Too fucking many! So this <laughs> oh, more than people, uh, Megan would rather watch Monster Musume three more times than sit through uh, film classics. No! You, no, you I would not! I never want to watch any of them again! And on that note, we're moving on. I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna flay you like a fucking fish. <laughs> we're gonna move on now. Uh, to... Oh, no. The worst... The other worst two okay. characters in the show? Okay. The two characters... Yeah. The two characters that are totally, totally not they children. They are adorable. Let's, let's... Okay, continue. Uh, we have Poppy... Poppy the Happy Harpy, as she calls herself. And then we have Sue, who is basically a slime monster. Poppy the Happy Harpy. I love that you have ice cream right now. Uh, and Sue the Slime Monster. Um, the big thing with Sue, though, being... Did you just go get ice cream because we were talking about Pappy? Did you have this time? See, I had ice cream when I got back from dinner, and I'm like, when should I go get it? And then I thought about it. It's like, you know what would be a good time to eat it? When we bring up Poppy... You hey, Lilac, can you edit in the gif of Griffith, I meant, of, uh, Guts punching Griffith? <laughs> if I don't, someone will, but, um... That gif's been getting a lot of use lately. I just keep that on my use. phone, just for Andrew. <laughs> she pretty much does. Um, the big thing with Sue is, technically, the... The uh, Cultural Exchange Between Species Act doesn't actually apply to certain creatures, slime creatures being one of them so technically sue is being is living in um darling coon's sue's house. an illegal, illegal alien everybody she's illegal um 
<laughs> politics. Let's not talk about that. So, the two individuals who are voicing these characters... Why, God, why? Uh, here's the funny thing. I know we're not talking about predictions today, but I if we had been, I got both of these right. That's funny. Because <laughs> let's face I'm it, gonna kill we have you. Sue, who is a quiet, maybe almost like cutesy alien sounding person. Gee, who else could we get her get to voice her but Yay. Monica Rial? Oh damn it! I had David Wald, <laughs> who has been in series such as Another, Beyond the Boundary, and Infinite Stratos, and then Pappy, Pappy, Happy Harpy. Oh, another cutesy kind of girl, Brittany Karbowski, ladies and gentlemen, uh, who has been in series such as Angel Beats, Cross Ange, and Kokoro Connect. Should do I dare set off Let's Megan? Let's save her for last. I, I, I want to okay. make some statements because I feel she's going to probably kill me or something if I'm not careful. So let me at least tread carefully on some of these. At least with one of these characters. Okay. I'll okay, say, first of all, I... Out of the two, I don't care for Poppy that much. I agree with certain statements that even though she is of the age, she absolutely does not look and or act the age and that's something that did bug me when the show was trying to be sexy with her i will agree to okay okay yes i agree to that i'll say this i genuinely do enjoy her she is a adorable and fun and like when she's with other characters she has a lot of fun on-screen chemistry especially with characters like sue now, as for Sue, uh, actually, no, before I can move on to Sue, uh, I think Brittany Karbowski is great every time I hear her do things, and I think she was good here, too. There was definitely some awkward stuff, and I can only imagine the screen direction one must receive as an actress to make several of those uh, moans and reactions. I can tell either it is a very fun time, or it is one of those... Oh boy, uh, I'm doing this today, things. But I think Brittany does a solid job doing both. Now, my defense of Sue is this. My defense of Sue is this. Uh, first of all, I'll say, my quote in my notes is this. Monica's perfect and Sue is shaped like a fan, friend fucking fight me, Megan. That is exactly what I wrote. Exactly <laughs> what I wrote. Oh but God. let me explain why with this particular character. Um, here's the thing. I think... This character is part of the things I do enjoy about this show. Particularly, she is hilarious. I think every time, like, she genuinely has some moments and some zingers and some opportunities where generally the absurdity is cranked to 11, and it is genuinely, genuinely funny. Like, every time she's, like, the creepy scene with the director thing, and she's actually just straight up reading his mind to everybody... I thought that was hilarious because he's because the director's a piece of shit and thinking, why are my roommates throwing like ketchup condiments under my door? What? Probably to shut the fuck up. They can hear you. That's probably why. why. But yeah, no. (laughs) Genuinely, this character has some, and also like when she's eating all the poison stuff, and she's like, "Wow, that's hilarious!" Like, like she's like, "Wow, he's he's stressed out because all these freaking freeloaders are eating his shit." It's like, "Oh, that's really funny. That's cute." I don't 
get this character as being like attractive or sexy, even though the show likes to do that. But that's I could see how that is something that people wouldn't like, and I can agree to that. But I do think Monica is great when she does get to be cutesy Sue. Though Sue is always really funny and amusing every time I see her on screen. And I do enjoy her, even though she does have some awkward scenarios. My defense is that I think these characters are genuinely funny, not particularly sexy, even though that is what the show likes to do. That's my defense. I think they're funny and entertaining. And you know what? It's a fucking trashy show. I, I just had another thing of ice cream. This is a genuinely trashy show already and i kind of accepted that that's what i was getting myself into with dealing with these characters but i do agree with some points that megan will bring up though i genuinely enjoyed both and sue's fun and poppy's i don't know i, I didn't like how poppy was always like oh i'm the bird brain it's like oh she's stupid i didn't like that stuff i like the fact that sue was just sort of fucking weird and yeah i'm done uh all right, Amon, how do you feel and about you can continue. Poppy I'm gonna go and Sue? <laughs> well, I have no particular for Poppy as a character. Um, she's loud. Uh, but I thought Brittany Karbowski did a very good job given what the role requires. She was the correct casting choice, and I thought she put uh, the right uh, you know, sort of zeal and efforts that you would have if you're playing a dim-witted bird girl of questionable age. Um... What else? I also enjoy. I, I also kind of enjoy Sue, but that's mostly because I find blob monsters amusing. And so you know, when Sue's like hanging out in a bucket and she's just kind of a puddle with eyes, like, oh, it's a puddle with eyes, adorable. Uh, and then they make her sexy, and it's just kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> true facts. <laughs> true facts. Um, but I, enjoy, I I thought Monica Riel did a good job, even if Sue doesn't say a lot for like the first half of her screen time. Um, I kind of thought it was amusing that once again they cast Monica Riel. Uh, you know, much like, say, the Evangelion movies where she shows up to play a penguin who doesn't say anything because he's a penguin. And I kind of just, I find <laughs> that entertaining. Penguin's just trying his best, okay? <laughs> I know he is. But there's not a lot of English to be spoken because he's a penguin. And much the same way I found it amusing, like, hey, let's take one of the most famous voice actors in the industry and have it, and have her voice a character who mostly just kind of says her name because she doesn't know any anything else. Except for um, when she does speak her mind, it's kind of the best. No, that it was is. great. I love that was a, that was a wonderful episode. Where she's like, "You're a bunch of freeloaders." Uh, says says the freeloader herself. Yeah, says says the illegal immigrant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the moment the, the moment's definitely where Sue really like becomes very intelligent and starts speaking properly. Is the funniest things in the world. Uh, it's a good time. So yes, I also found that uh, very entertaining. <laughs> and uh, on the whole, I, I like them both, even if I'm not necessarily in love with the characters themselves. Okay, Megan, do you want me to go before you jump in, or? The floor is your mother. Floor is yours, mother. Oh boy, she's gonna have words after this. Um, I, uh, despite how weird these characters can get, I actually really like these performances, given what the show is. I like these performances. They actually, both of them fit really well with these characters and they do well with the material that's given to them. Um, Monica is, Monica is very well as this cutesy, like, childlike creature who's, who's 
basically a baby and is learning shit because she learns by imitating and then things can get weird uh, on many occasions and people teach her the wrong thing sometimes. Um, and I like that. And, and again, whenever she got bigger and then she suddenly became smarter and she could like actually talk in full sentences is when some of the funniest shit happens. And she's also the Godzilla monster, guys. Yeah, I figured that was a something Amon would especially like. <laughs> I was, I was, I forgot that happened. I was very happy. Yes. Um, as oh, for, you got me a giant monster, my favorite. As for um, Brittany Karbowski as Poppy, Poppy is very. <gasps> Poppy is very loud and obnoxious. Brittany makes her very loud and obnoxious, and it works very well. There are moments where things involving Poppy take a very very weird turn. I think I have to leave that to Megan, but otherwise than that, given the material, given what the show is, I think both Monica and Brittany do very well with these two characters. Alright, Megan. You you ready to unleash your uh, your wrath here, buddy? Gather your chakra, young one. Oh boy. Take that weeb shit out of here. We're <laughs> we're going beyond chakra gathering. We're we're going over nine thousand boys. We're going Super Saiyan. Coming are we, are we, are we, I are no, we, don't you dare bring that word into my house. It's Super um, Saiyan. Just, are we are we about to release the freaking fury, Megan? <laughs> we're about to release the. Is there is there fury. an Ingwe Malmsteen song in the works here? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say yes, even though I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. I'll tell um, you later. Go on. Um. <laughs> Oh boy, um, I I don't hate their performances. I don't hate them one bit, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, I don't hate the performances. They're what they had to be for the show. Granny Karbowski has to play a peppy, young-sounding, dumbass, fucking bag of rocks, harpy girl who doesn't understand probably why she wants to fuck the nice 20-year-old boy, but she's going to do her best because she's Pappy. Pappy the happy harpy. And she is too stupid to use adult words and be a fucking adult. And Sue is a fucking... I don't know what the fuck Sue is. I don't know what the fetish for Sue is, but fuck that character. Monica is doing her best. Um, It's exactly what I expected out of them. It does not forgive the fact that... It sounded like Wendy Marvel was getting fucked. Um, just, I could not separate Brittany Karbowski from that performance in that moment. Like, I was like, this is uncomfortable for me. I had to stop the show. I had to stop, back up, and be like, can I actually finish the show? I don't find that type of sexy humor funny. I don't find it comfortable. It is very dubiously close to to stuff I don't want to say. Like, let's have an entire episode to exploit Pappy laying an egg and make it all sexual. Let's have Pappy's crotch go into Darling's face. Let's have Sue, literally the line that's in the dub... For how Darling explained Sue to Centurea and Mia is, think of her like a child. 
and it's 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 like a wink wink this is your fetish type of moment and it it bothers me and i'm not gonna discredit the two performances from being bad because the thing made me uncomfortable but it's uncomfortable for me and i i didn't like it because it's two voice actors i i really enjoy but they're it's not bad for what the show is asking them to do i just don't i'm not comfortable with it and it made me very upset and just i felt like i needed to take a seat or or take a shower after watching those see any scenes with them because seriously where did sue learn how to fucking tentacle rape people Good question. Just let's just move on because I'm okay. done here. That's. I'll okay. I'll say this. I completely understand your statements, and I completely understand the nature, and I could definitely understand it's definitely a little weird and definitely not my thing. I just genuinely like these characters, and they were very fun and amusing interactions. Oh no, I like, here's the thing though, like, when Sue isn't being, like, super sexualized, oh, I enjoy say, the character. Let, 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 when Pappy's not let, being super sexualized, uh, I let, enjoy the character. I just don't appreciate let, what the show let, let me, uses let, let them for. Let me give you uh, uh, a hypothetical here. Um, back when Monster Musume came out, there were, this was the monster show. There was no other alternatives or other explorations of the doesn't isn't actually I am coming out around know, the same time. But I, I've not seen that, so I can't say. It might have been. I don't this. remember. In hindsight, there were things like I enjoyed about Sue and Poppy being more like the like being cared by like somebody else or being part of the family. I enjoyed that stuff, and I thought those were er, really cute and funny. I was less into those two being very like sexualized because they were in methodology and mindsets like much younger and or much more naive in a thing. I realized the thing I got with those two characters came out in later shows that I would enjoy like interviews with monster girls and dragon maid. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying that the parts of them that aren't like I'm sexualized just, I'm just are putting bad. A hypothetical. Like the family I'm just aspect a hypothetical of why I particularly enjoyed these characters and what I enjoyed about them. At the time when this first came out, it was slim pickings. So I'm just bringing that hypothetical as a defense on why I enjoyed these two in particular. And also they are just genuinely entertaining and fun when they're on screen with other characters. Just wanted to point that out. Okay. Yeah. Me <laughs> there were a few times where Megan would text me or call me while she was watching the show this past week and she was like I don't know if I can make it through this like I have to skip every scene that Pappy's in cause that is like sexual yeah. but not like that is that like is the sexual, part where like yes like the part where like Pappy and Sue are playing in the hammock that Rachnera made that's perfectly fine Pappy and Sue versus Key is her name yes that scene had to skip over like, a decent like chunk of Pappy's it. I like just knocking on the glass yeah. of that with that one guy in the maid cafe when they're both spying. Yeah, like, that's funny. Like, that stuff is funny. That stuff yeah. is charming. That stuff's endearing. You know what's not charming and endearing? Having a character with the mind of a baby, like, suddenly getting giant boobs and trying to, like, get 
main character to suck on them or a face full oh, of heartbeat Oh, there's one more thing crops. I want to mention before we move on and then we can be done with these two. Mm-hmm. The thing that actually annoys me, even though I like this character, the thing that pisses me off the most, why is Sue blushing? There is, like, you can argue with Zombia that there's no blood circulation. There is physically no... Because fuck you, no that's blood. why. There is yes. no blood. There's nothing they, there. There is no orchid. There is no thing. Because fuck you, that's why. Why? Because it is an easy visual signifier for mild embarrassment. Okay. Because why not? Yes, but that <laughs> bugged me. Anyway. Anyway, we gotta move on. We got three characters left to go. Uh, let's move on to our last duo of the night. Oh, lordy, yay! Let's talk about... Mia, who is the, um... The, the second Lamia girl. Lamia Mia, Mia the Lamia. Lamia. Uh, or Snake. Mia the lame yeah. Or Snake. And then Centaria the Centaur. Ahem! <laughs> yeah, Centaur, yeah. Shut the <laughs> or Soraya. Either or. Or Soraya. But shut the fuck up. Uh, these two, along with happy for most of the series are like pushed towards as the main three romantic interests uh with mia being the big big romantic interest here so the individuals voicing these characters mia is voiced by allison summerall who has been in series such as chica the coffin princess uh little busters and tamaka market and then we have miss molly cersei who is voicing sarah a uh, saraya who has been in akamega kill gate and hanayama ta so Who's going to go first with their thoughts on I'll this? Go. Hmm. I still have ice cream, by the way. It's good. Okay. I'll go. God damn it. All right, Megan. Let's kick this off. Let's for just us. continue my salt train. Let's go. Um, remember how I said Rachneo was my second least oh, favorite yeah, in we're the doing show? This. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to guess who's my first least favorite? Gee, uh, is she a I snake? Wonder. It's Centaurea. I do, I can't even say, like, I would like to hear this actress again, because I feel like she was the flattest one of them all. Like, I did not believe Centaurea wanted to help Darling. I did not believe any of her motivation. I did not find her attractive. I found Centaurea annoying, at best, as a character with this Centaurea. She was... Oh, I thought you were talking about Mia. No, I don't like Centaurea. I actually actually have kind of nice things to say about Mia's performance. At least Mia grew on me. Centaurea never did. I never got behind this character unless she was angry, like I've said about everybody else. But, like, when Centaurea has to be, like, insecure and stuff, like... The part in, I think it's episode eight, when she has her little moment about Rachne- about judging Rachnea, and they're running through the street, and everyone's taking pictures, and she's like, this is how people view us. Like, I did not fucking believe her one bit. That was an emotional high point of the show. That was a moment I enjoyed in the show, where Centaurea is opening up to Darling about how people view them. And, like, how everyone just kind of still stops and stares at all of them, despite this being a three-year thing, that people still treat them like they're the other. And she completely missed it for me. 
I, I don't, I didn't believe her. She wasn't sincere to me. I feel the same way about Mia, but at least Mia kind of had, like, in the moments where she really had to turn it on, she could at least give me something a little bit more than Centauria did. Also, B, I don't know why the fuck they picked Centauria. Centauria sounds so much more natural. It's not a Santar, it's a Centaur. Anyway, but going on to Mia, at least Mia was a little bit better. Um, I didn't like this one thing they did with her, though, but whenever she had an internal monologue where she was, like, growling, like, the inner Sakura, they put some weird growly filter over it, which was stupid. Um, like Rachnea, I didn't find whenever Mia had to be, like, sexual charming to be much. Like, the whole, I think it's episode three, right, where she's like, you know, when snakes do it, we do it all night long. Yep, that. Like, that moment didn't fucking do anything for me. It just felt like a girl trying to be sexy for her first time. But, like, when she's against the dragon newt girl, that part was okay to me. The part where she, like, genuinely thought she made a connection with another person when she was getting jealous about Meru. Like, that stuff kind of worked. And in the last ep- I will say, though, that in the last episode where Mia has her little, like, overdramatic, if I die, send me to heaven with him! Like, that moment didn't really do much for me either. But- there, at least I liked her more than I That's liked That's surprising, actually. I genuinely hmm. thought this was going to be the Mia Salt train. I didn't know you were also going to be, like, fuck Centurea. That was surprising to me. Centurea is like, okay, and if we're talking about girls in terms of, like, best to worst in the show, Mia is easily number two. Fuck Mia. Make her into a purse. <laughs> anyway. All right. Wow. Who wants to go Man, next? Man, I'm coming to realize I actually, like, was pleasantly surprised by the ones you fucking hated. This is really shocking to me. I I didn't want it. <laughs> like, I actually genuinely enjoyed Centaurea's, like, nobility and trying to be, like, very classy, like, serving the thing. I wasn't 100% sure, like, what to expect from this voice at first, but... She had to deliver a lot of authoritative lines while being a bit vulnerable, awkward, sexual at times. I thought she was a pretty sturdy package, which is a joke maybe, but I don't know. I was kind of surprised. This sort of helped me like Saraya a little more than I thought I would have a time. Also, I'm going to uh, fuck with you for a second and say, you are now physically aware that Centaurea has twin tails. Because she has one on her head and one on yep. her ass. Twin tails. And that's funny to me. Mia was also another one where it's like, I kind of wasn't sure about this at first. And that was another one where it's like, this is a little brattier than I expected. But thank, granted in hindsight, this character is a little brattier than I expected. Or remembered, because boy. She's just not sincere. They're just not sincere to me. And I feel like in a harem show... I should genuinely believe that all of these girls want this one dude's fucking gah. Okay. Okay, no, that, that's fair. That's fine. Like, it, it did it for me. It's just, like, this was the one I was a little bit, like, less sold old on. Like, she, she worked, but she was definitely a lot, like, brattier, whinier. And she did work, but she was being very feisty and, like, comedic and screaming. And I, I agree with that. I was just, I guess I, I was mo- surprisingly more favorable of 
said Terea when revisiting the show than I expected in general. Though Mia... Oh, yeah, like, I mean, out of all of the girls in the main group, like, Centurea does kind of get on my nerves, but I actually genuinely wouldn't mind her being the one he gets with. Because I feel like, yeah, they have a weird place where they start out, but she genuinely just does like the guy, and I feel like they have kind of more genuine moments with each other. But he's probably going to end up fucking Mia, because predictability is predictable. so. Though, at the very least, I, I kind of understand your logic now. Like, she was the one you were actually more able to sympathize, which is why you were a little more frustrated with her vocal performance. I think I get it now. Okay. Alright, Amon, how do you feel about these two performances? Uh, these are another two... Uh, I thought they were solid, and, you know, especially, like they're saying with Mia, um, Allison does, like, the right voice for the role. Like, I don't, you know, I also don't care for Mia. She's loud. Uh, but I thought Allison did a good job capturing what makes her character her. Um, I, I'm a little, I'm a little warmer on um, Centurea. I found the sort of, like, pseudo-nobility stuff amusing. Um, although it also, I think I also like the concept of that more. Because I feel like Molly, Molly does her best, but I think... I got the I got the impression she was given direction. You know, she was given okay direction, but it was not something she specifically could nail. And she gave it her best shot. And, you know, kudos to that. Um, but I think I think there's a good argument to be made that they could have done that kind of voice for that character with a different actress and had basically it be a whoever stronger. whoever Saber, like because I I remember Arcana yeah, sure. way back when when he was talking about this is, is like Centurea was his best girl because she's literally Saber. <laughs> I, I remember she also has stands. Um, the, I like that they kept the bit where they reference stands. <laughs> that was great. Is that your? Is that a fucking JoJo's reference? That's your stand. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, I. Oh god, go. So, I don't know. It's a little bit. It, these two characters are kind of it fifty-fifty for me. Um, though, I think Molly actually was the one who grew on me more and more as the show went on. Mia just stayed stupidly obnoxious the entire time to me. Um, I liked the concern and the protectiveness that Molly put into Soraya's character. Um, but yeah, I, I can agree that it also took some time for me to get into it. I think by the time we get to the episode, it's, it's after, um, Rechnea... Uh, becomes part of the household, and Saraya finally speaks her mind, probably for the first time. Um, really, truly is herself and speaks her mind for the first time. I think it's at that point where I was like, okay, I really can get into this performance now with Molly. And then Allison... Oh my god. I like Allison Summerall. This is not one of my favorites from her, though. Finally, somebody on my side! <laughs> it's, it works for the character and what Mia is as a character. But it's obnoxious as fuck. And That's I'm not a big fan of it. It's like, it's... And I, I, I know, I know, like, the show is like, here, this is the girl you're gonna end up with by the end of the show. And I'm like, no. I'm a, I agree with Megan. I feel like, he, like if Darling Coon had to pick someone, it, I think it should be Centauria. Because I, I think Centauria is at least the, like, least problematic person. 
of the group, honestly. By the way, f- fun little fact, <laughs> uh, when they were actually, like, having that fantasy of pretending, like, Sue would be, like, their child, and, like, a bunch of, like, alternative alt- AU pictures of them, like, as families, A's with kids, I, I thought it was yeah. interesting how they sort of saw Darling as, like, two different kinds of people, where it's, like, Mia saw him a mu- much more, like, muscular with some facial hair going on him. Uh, Centoria saw him as a much more, like, studious, like, bookworm type. He's got glasses. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a neat little yeah. thing, as well as just generally the tiny little snake child is like, you're cute, you seem fun. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally see what you're getting at, yeah. Yeah. So... Does, does, does anybody else have any other thoughts on Allison or Molly's performance? Do not tread on us, but we will tread on you. All right. With that, let's get to our final character of the night, Kurisu Kimihito. Uh, oh, boy. He is our lead character. He is Darling Kun. He is Master. He is Honey. He is Darling, Master, Honey, um, Sweetheart. Uh, he is Darling. It's just... Vanilla. <laughs> he She's is, a bitch. He's basically thrown into this without being, without meaning to be thrown into this. But he pretty much has this really big, kind heart, and he takes all these girls in because a lot of them have no place to go, or they've had other um, host families that mistreated them or would see them differently, and a bunch of different things. So he has a, a big, kind heart. Probably too big of a and kind of a heart for his own good. Let's face it. Though by the but, end um, of it, it's kind of like I think you enjoy the punishment. Yeah, kind of. And um, what the fuck's up? Oh, I, I love I love that actually. <laughs> I love how everything it's is kind of dope. It's a it's kind of funny. Cause I it's love dopey. that. Like I love that in the manga as well. Since I actually did read like a lot of this in the manga too. That's also why I was actually wanting to check this out. But I like the dopey cartoon blank eyes, and I like when it actually does become, like, a genuine face when, like, there's a sincere moment. Or he's got to punch someone in the fucking face. <laughs> like. Yes. Like, yeah. It's great. No, it's like, I know he's basically, like, he's vanilla, but he's a brand of vanilla that I actually do enjoy. Like, not just sort of diet vanilla you get. It's not, like brand name it's like no this is one of those like enjoyable vanillas it's like a a vanilla bean or a golden vanilla where it's like i could see myself having some of that again the person who's voicing this character (laughs) there i have a story behind this so several months ago i was at work when the cast list came out (laughs) I hadn't, I hadn't made predictions. Oh, this is where I started crying. You freaked the fuck out. So, in the middle of work, I was pissed. In the middle of work, I get, I get text messages from Megan, and she's pissed. (laughs) She's like, "Why did they do this? Why did they put this person here?" Obviously, she didn't tell me who it was, um, because she was like, "We must protect this boy. We must protect this boy. Why are we putting him in the monster show?" So I'm like. Shit, who the hell is she talking about? So I got home that night. I'm like, let me quickly make a list of predictions, just get through it. And then I ended up, if we were talking about predictions, I ended up getting it right because um, 
the second I looked at the cast list, I'm like, okay, this makes sense as to why Megan would be utterly pissed. Um, so Bryson Boggus is the voice of uh, Darling Coon. Oh, oh boy. And cause it, it, the best part, I think it was, because Megan, I think, a couple days before the announcement came up, was like, we must protect this boy! We must protect this boy! <laughs> um, so if you haven't heard of Bryson Boggus, he's still relatively new, but he's been a big up-and-comer in the past year or so. Uh, he's been in series such as Diabolic Lovers, More Blood, Food Wars, and Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, a.k.a. Dunmachi. So... Who would like to go first with their thoughts on Mr. Bryson's performance? Uh, I guess I'll cons- I guess I'll keep it up. It was fine at first, and then it became the same fucking joke over and over and over and over again. That motherfucker just tries to be a nice fucking guy, gets his ass beat by a bunch of psycho monster girls who want to- Bang him like there's no tomorrow. Bang him like a taiko drum. And then he's okay with it because this boy had his spine surgically removed. Oh, um, by the <laughs> Well, government. I mean, what do you do when your parents are taken overseas, you know? <laughs> Obviously, you... You want to get into the pussy. <laughs> let's face it. Mom's home, let's- Mom's gone, let's fuck. Um, <laughs> mom's not home, let's have the sex. Hey, Bay, I'm watching Junie Tyson right now. <laughs> it, it's- 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 To which- to which, go watch Junie Tyson if you need to watch a show with animal people. It'll be much like, better for I, your I'm sanity. It's like, of that- that woke mean with Kimihito. It's like, your parents can't walk in on you having sex if their parents aren't in the country. Oh. Parents can't walk in on you having sex if they can't walk anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! god. <laughs> Megan! We created a deep, deep disturbing lore about Kimihito's parents, and I love it. What if, what if, what if Mrs. Black didn't kill his parents, but he did, and forged the paper so we could get that sweet, Boy, sweet monster Boy, we, we're going into some, um, like, dark, disturbing... Bear alternate universe. Dude, what if they're buried Please under the house going. expansions? Please stop. Okay. So, Please stop. So outside of the dislike for generic wheat toast, uh, what did you think of Bryson himself? I mean, I would call Kimihito white bread, but white bread serves a purpose, oh, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's alright. I've heard him do better. Um, I feel like that after the ten, bajil- 10 bajillionth time that the joke wasn't funny and the reactions weren't funny to me anymore. I mean, it's a solid performance. It is what it has to be for the show. Like most of the other things in the show, didn't fucking do a thing for me. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually... Alright, who's next? Okay. I haven't actually heard Bryson do that much myself because I've yet to actually get around to watching the dub of Dan Machi or a couple other things that I know he's going to be in in the future. But I was pleasantly surprised with how how fun and interesting, how fun and entertaining uh, he is when he's working off all these other girls. Which that may be a joke in and of itself, but I don't even know. Uh, I I actually enjoy Darling, even though he is like harem man. He's like harem man, but it's partly like either he he's just putting up with this, or he's just trying to eat 
or it's just like I kind of secretly enjoy the chaos and madness that is this lifestyle. Though at some point you gotta imagine, do you even sleep? Are you okay? Is the light in your eyes because there is no longer any sleep? What if Kimihito is a monster boy? Man, that would be a twist I'd love to see. Who killed his parents and ate them like Cartman. Wow! (laughs) Whoa! Okay, I, I look forward to this fanfiction. Me- Megan, I feel I should point out cannibals, while monstrous, are not technically monsters. Wait. Just putting that out there. I mean, have you seen what Mad Michaelis looks like? Are you sure that man's I mean, when human? you think about it, humans... Are... He's not He's not inhuman, he's when just you think Danish. About it, There's a difference. He, when you think about it in the world, humans are the most dangerous monsters after all. Dude, he totally ate his parents. That's why he has the room for the monster girls. Man, you know, I was okay with the they were just shot at instead of going overseas bit. But when we're going into straight on cannibalism, that's when it's like, yeah, nope, nope, nope. Okay. Oh, shit. (laughs) God damn it, Megan. No, not again. He's a missing ghoul. Not again. Oh, oh God. Do you want him to be a fucking ghoul? (laughs) I mean, he could totally be Takizawa from Tokyo Ghoulry. That boy was fed his parents. I mean, Stop I, mean it. I'm, I am going to note, we haven't, I don't think we've encountered any sort of vampire things yet, so, like, it's on the table. Yeah, that, it's going it's to there. happen if it hasn't happened already. I fell off the manga a while ago. But yeah, no, Bryson has a lot of eccentric moments. He's very fun, he's very derpy, but he's also very sincere and cool when he wants to be. And it's I getting genuinely dark. enjoy <laughs> his performance as. Darling, aka Kimihito Kurusu. And I enjoyed him quite a bit. And I hope to hear him in more good things in the future, which I know I will. Continue. Alright, Amon, how do you feel? Uh, I liked him. I thought he is he was given a character whose very character design draws attention to the fact that he's a blank cipher for you, the reader, to project himself onto. Uh, and given that, I thought he'd be a lot of fun with the role. I enjoyed him. He had uh, you know, I th- it, he, he gave it a much stronger reading than I think you could have gotten away with, given that, you know, he's darling. He may as well not have a name. There's nothing there. It's I just mean, a nice no, personality. I mean, I'll be honest, I think that's kind of the joke. Um, but <laughs> I thought, I mean, look at him. Like, I should know, I don't think Monster Masune is a parody but it always feels like a parody when I don't I'm think that's why I ever got too and mad. His, his design builds into that. I don't think that's why I ever got too mad at him being like Vanilla Man because it feels like I look at him and it's like they sort of already kind of know. Yeah. Kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, like, I enjoyed his performance. I thought he was, he was a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, and it's nice when he like, you know, beats up chumps. That's always fun. That's great. My arm, my arm. He punches people in the face. I can't believe they made, like, Um, oh, hey, you want your eggs scrambled or something and actually made it, like, kind of fucking cool, even though the context (laughs) of that scene is really weird. Um, I I think Bryson was a pretty good choice here Uh, as Darling Kuhn. He plays the harem protagonist rather well. My only issue is, is I've seen Bryson do better roles than this. Not saying that this is, like, the worst thing I've ever heard him do. It's kind of eh. I mean, let's let's face it. If y'all have watched Diabolic Lovers More Blood, he's much more entertaining in that show. 
Um, Honestly, he was one of the best performances in that show. Yes. And I expect good things out of him in another show that we're going to be watching very I'm soon. I'm so excited for that one, by the way. Ah! Um, but, yeah, I he's he's a good choice here. I enjoyed the performance. It it's It is very vanilla, which is the point of this character. Very vanilla, very straightforward, and the fact that they played it that way is perfectly fine. Um... It's just that Bryson, in my opinion, has had better roles. Better roles. I mean, he has Diabuck lovers. He, he's fucking Takumi Aldini in Food Wars. Oh, I love that one. He's one of my favorites from that one. Uh, <laughs> he's had better roles where he gets to like really have fun with and. and but but here's show, the thing. Here's the thing. Of, but this what? is a harem trash comedy show. Would like this. Seems like the kind of show that you could have so much fun with in the booth. So it's like, maybe to us, yeah. it's like, it wasn't that great. But I can only imagine performing this kind of shit must have been a fucking blast. Too bad they didn't let it show. Yeah, that's kind of the depressing part. But yeah, I, I liked Bryson here as Darling Coon. It's, it's not one of my favorites that I've ever seen him do, though. That's the only, that's the only thing. He's done okay. better. Um, but the performance here is still really enjoyable. Um, I guess from there, we can just go into our final thoughts on the English dub. Let me get Mas- it out of the way. From Masa Musume. Uh, Megan, you wanted to go first? Yeah, uh, fuck this show. Um, <laughs> That's it, she's done. Good night, everyone. No, uh, I didn't like it. I thought the show was kind of awful. I would never spend money on this. I'm happy that High Dive exists so I could not have to spend money like seriously thank you god high dive for existing you are a bastion in a sea of shitty internet pirates you are one of our many beacons and please fucking support high dive um the show is garbage it's got an okay dub it's not the worst thing of this it's not the worst thing out this year but it's not the best thing i've personally watched i expect better out of sentai at this point this feels like a Sentai dub from a couple years ago at places. Um, I think that there are some actresses who maybe aren't used as much that got used here. Maybe not to the best effectiveness, but I feel like it maybe this is their shot at getting other shows. Um, I like the I, I, I genuinely enjoy one of the writers on this show, and I really can't wait to see them on a show that I'm highly anticipating with, I believe, a lot of the same direction team. Um... Just generally, if you're someone like me and you know and we're very similar in anime wiping ty- like wiking types and dub types, skip this. You're better off watching a better Monster Girl show. Go watch Interview with Monster Girls. Go watch Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Go watch okay. A Centaur's Life. Go go watch maybe Actually I Am or My Monster Seeker or whatever the fuck that show is. It's oh. like a sub-only release. Okay. Um... But yeah, I mean, if you enjoy the show, I'm not going to think badly of you. I just think See, this is a bad I anime. I was going to wait for a little bit, but you kind of perfectly segue into what I wanted to actually say. What I wanted to sort of say is the reason we have those shows or the reason... Is, okay, look, 
I get it. I understand that. I completely do. But you still, I still have a right, and I still think it's perfectly fine to point out that, yeah, sure, thank you, we have all these other shows because this one got popular, but you can still point out that this is a crappy fucking show. You can still point out show. that it's like trash and you don't like it. I'm just pointing out that I think it's personally amusing because in that regard, it is like a necessary evil in that... Shows like Centaur's Life, Interviews with Monster Girls, Dragon Maid, those beca- got to the confidence to be greenlit or the confidence to exist because the niche Monster Girl genre got the chance to make it big with this trashy show, to which I'm kind of grateful for. And I'm almost convinced the recent Seven Seas is doing so well and why we might see some more Sentai dubs in the future is because this trash show sells. So in a way, I get not liking it. I get you hating it. But I just wanted to point out that this trash is a necessary evil for more good things to come. And I'll leave it at that. Anyways, as for my thoughts on the show, this is goddamn, I'm into, I'm not usually into trashy Ichi harem stuff. Like I genuinely did not like Seven Mortal Sins because of the fact that the, not only was that not only were the designs not really shitty, but also just because the context and the vibe of it was much more, like, unconsensual and genuinely, like, creepy, like, dominating, like, without any sort of wink or tongue, like, tongue-in-cheek. It felt much more, like, dominating, fucked up, like, like, it, like controlling where there was no say or no intro. There was no one on either side being like, I'm okay with this. Well, I got more of that vibe from Monster Musume and that sexual stuff. But in general, this is a show that is goddamn actually hilarious to me. Like, it may not be, like, actually like, oh, I gotta get off to this. It's like, no, it's it's goddamn absurdist bullshit, and it's, it's a fucking grand old time. And it actually is something I have a lot of fun with watching, to where I genuinely have some good belly laughs, some of the comedic timing, like, when Mia smacks him, or when he punches somebody or whatever. Like, it's genuinely gives me a good chuckle and revisiting even some of the dumb stupid sexual stuff it's like i'm having a genuine hearty laugh it's like i know it's problematic i know it's probably not the best but god damn it if anybody else in dub talk is allowed a trashy bullshit unabashed guilty pleasure favorite then monster musume was mine and i'm glad we got to cover this dub because it was it had some problems but there, it was genuinely a surprise at, in some regards and i'm glad that this show was big enough to get a dub and be successful and i did enjoy it and i had a good time and, and I'm okay done. all right Alman, how do you feel about this show for your final thoughts i was like reasonably amused the whole time like probably never gonna buy it uh, but I, I watched it on High Dive, and I was amused. And if nothing else, it is a dramatic step up from the last stupid harem show I saw, which is Show Means Sample, which is so, so, so very boring. And when it's not boring, it's just confusing. Like, if the- this provoked a reaction at the very least, and that makes it way better. Yeah, I feel like the worst thing a harem thing could be do would be fucking boring. <laughs> It's like I, I watched it and it's eyes. like this is this is why that guy I know online swore off manga after reading four volumes of uh, Love Hina, isn't it? For a decade, just <laughs> nope. It's like oh, this is what manga's like. Fuck this noise. It's like I'm out. <laughs> yep. And like a decade later, he read Sailor Moon or something. It's like oh, this is much better. I can get into this. Nice. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah, it was like I, I I enjoyed it. I don't regret watching it. I don't know if this is going to go onto the rewatch I list anytime do. soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you good? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm probably one of the few people in our in our circle who actually tolerates this show more than I should, because um, somehow I managed to get through watching it, it, it the simulcast a couple years ago while it was airing. I don't know how. But I was perfectly fine with it. Uh, the show itself obviously has its flaws. It's not going to be for everyone. It is a trashy piece of crap. Uh, and going into the dub itself, it's a good dub for what the content of the show is. Given what the show is about, what it's trying to do, and all the fans ever seen moments that it has, this dub, I think, fits fairly well, given the content of the show. It's not the greatest thing in the world. There are much better Sentai dubs out there. But, because of what Monster Musume is, I think it's solid, and I think it works. This show is not going to be for everyone. Clearly it is not for everyone, because we have one person over there who's going to probably punch Andrew by the time we're done Again, tonight. I want you to know you're a very good... I've moved beyond wanting to punch him. I'm done. I just want to go to... I You've just been a very good sport about this punch. whole thing, and I respect that. But, yeah. This show's not going to be for everyone. Uh, and think, and I, I, it's not one that I would readily buy. Unless it was, like, the dirt cheapest... On the dirt cheapest sale, I would not buy it. Because I don't think it's worth my money, personally. Um, just to own it. And then try to explain to my family what this show is about. Um, <clears throat> but, given what this show is, I think this dub is rather solid, both in terms of casting, performance, direction, everything. Um, it's just not going to be everyone's cup of tea. <sighs> Alright. Yawning! Sorry. And on that note, I think we're done for the night. Is that I correct? I think that is correct. Thank God. All right. So if you are interested in watching Monster Musume every day with Monster Girls, everyday life with Monster Girls, is that uh, what it is? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah everyday life, life with, with Monster, Monster Girls. Girl. I was like, where's the title again? Um, there are a couple different ways you can watch it. If you're interested in seeing the Japanese version of the series, it is streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, if you are interested in watching the English dub, the dub and the Japanese are currently available on High Dive, which is, as I keep describing it, the revamped anime network. Uh, they are still in their beta mode, and High Dive is a great streaming service. It's where you can pretty much find your Sentai and old ABV dubs. Um, they keep adding new stuff rather slowly but surely. I think they just added, as of the week of recording, uh, haven't you yeah, heard that's of Sakamoto? Yes. That's one of them, and I know, because I was looking into this the other day, They, for example, one of the shows they don't have up there right now is actually Kino's Journey, in terms of older stuff. That might stuff. be some other Rosafon's not up yeah. there either. Right, but um, I'd imagine eventually they'll get some of that stuff up on their streaming service. If you're interested in their streaming service, right now they still have their introductory uh, monthly plan of $3.99 a month. I don't know how long that's going to last, because uh, the streaming service itself is still in beta mode right now. Uh, and I don't know if it's gonna go further than that, but hopefully. Uh, if, and another way you can also check out the show itself, if you want to shell out the cash to do so, 
There is a DVD Blu-ray version of the series. There is a limited edition version, which I believe is out of I think they're reprinting it, actually, but there was a period... At the very least, it's the fastest I've ever seen a Crunchyroll collector's edition just get sold. You mean Sentai. uh, Yes. A Sentai, Sentai. I'm tired. It's the fastest I've ever seen a Sentai (laughs) collector's edition get sold out. Usually they at least stick around for like a year or two and go on some sales. This one was like, couple months, gone. Pretty much. Well, yeah, they do have the DVD Blu-ray combo pack. Um, well, no, they have, I believe it's a Blu-ray version and a DVD version, though Sentai... Sentai is actually recently starting to filter out all their DVD products, and they've actually been having massive DVD-only sales lately, which some of them, if they ever have that sale again, some of their, the DVDs are dirt cheap and you're dumb if you don't buy them. Some of them go in single um, digits at dumb. this point. It's crazy. Some of them, yeah. Like, the other day, like, Kino's Journey is one of those ones that was single digits, for God's sake. But, anyway, that's those, those are the ways you can see Monster Musume if you're interested in doing so. Uh, if you're interested in any of the stuff that... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I need to stop. Yawning. We're <sighs> tired. It, it's 9 o'clock. I have to go to bed because I have to work tomorrow. <sighs> okay. So do I. I have to take a shower. My hair is disgusting. Uh, I guess we'll do our spiel of who the fuck we are. That's what's. Th- uh, hold I'm... on. I was about to get into that. Until that's when I yawned. God damn it! Now you're stealing it from me. Okay. If you're interested in any of the things that we do, uh, you can follow Megan at Queen Era Two on Twitter. Uh, she ship posts on a daily basis. Uh, you can also follow Andrew on Twitter at Mangabe Nine Thousand. Uh, where he also shit posts on a daily basis. Uh, you can follow Amon at AmonDuelUS on Twitter, where he doesn't shit post, but he makes logical, <laughs> logical posts and sometimes talks about dusty old songs you may never have heard of before. Is it sometimes. True sometimes. When the mood strikes um, me. When the mood strikes you. Uh, and as for me, uh, my name is Stephanie, or Lilac, and you can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review, with review being spelled like a musical review. Uh, if you're interested in seeing anything else... Oh my god! Stop it! We're almost at the home stretch. The home... Kimihito's straining your strength. No, right now, you're being strangled by the snake to try and even keep alive. Okay. For some reason, it's like when I get to this point in the night, I can't stop yawning. Like, when we're recording, it's like, at the end, it's like, shit. And here comes another one. Boy, now you're boy, making me on. For, like... What? Let her finish. Okay. If you're interested in anything that we, us weird nerds, professional morons, do on a daily basis who are sponsored by our own goddamn idiocy uh you can subscribe here to our youtube channel youtube.com slash dub talk uh we also have a twitter instagram and tumblr page at dub talk podcast for all three where we post dumb things and, hopefully and hopefully intelligent things and some sometimes. updates and some things to have and updates vote. and other things and maybe not look like morons and talking out our asses half the time. Which is most of the time, by the way. <laughs> Which is most of the time, by the way. Again, we are sponsored by only by our own idiocy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but otherwise than that, that is all for today. Uh, I think we have completed the exchange program. 
I think it's time for us to go home to find out, find our parents overseas. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Maybe go to the no. farm. Go back Mommy, to the farm. Mommy, Daddy, I didn't mean for it to turn out like this. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're calling it a night. Thank you guys for joining us for this wild and crazy ride. Uh, and I hope you come back and join us again real soon. So with that, have a good night, everyone, and otaku on, my otaku friends. Otaku on, and let's hope we don't go overseas. You might never hear from us again. Or the farm, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Good night, everybody. Cause